Pinterest has migrated their client application and their front-end edge CDNs to HTTP3. Uh, they wrote a blog about it and there is an interesting, there are interesting lesson learned that uh, I want to share with you guys. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. All right, so this comes from Pinterest Engineering Medium blog. Uh, quite an interesting uh, write-up. Uh, it's missing some pieces. I don't mind, but I wish they had added those pieces. I'm going to talk about what are those missing pieces. That's probably a good reason for that. Uh, this article is written by Liam Ma, uh, Scott, Be Scott Beardsley, and... Now Pinterest operates on PHTV3. We have enabled HTTP3 for major Pinterest production domains on our multi-CDN edge network. This is a very subtle sentence. Domains. We have enabled HTTP3 on a domain. So be careful with that statement because certain domains are enabled, certain domains are not. Because you can have a domain point to a CDN and that domain will map to an IP address which then tell you after you connect to it and send the first request that hey I do support HTTP3 if you're interested go ahead and connect to me through HTTP3 because the default is always almost TCP connection right when you go to 443 but how does the client know that this endpoint supports HTTP3? This is something called the Alt SVC, and I had a whole podcast discussing just that. Today, we only know after the fact. Right? In HTTP1, we know through a response header called Alt Service, an actual response header. So we have to actually connect, establish TLS, uh, send the request and then know that oh by the way there's a quick or there's http3 uh, endpoint the the faster way is through an http true frame so you don't really need to send a request once you negotiate through alpn and tls that you support http2 the server will push a frame to you that's hey alt service here if in case you can you can just discard this connection and just connect to me through quick and the faster 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 approach which is not everything not every client supported is the svcb dns record as you do a dns record 
give me the A record and the AAAA record for IPv6 and also give me the tax record and also give me the SVCB record, which tells you that, hey, there's an alternative service, HTTP3, during DNS. That's a fast, you can't get any faster than that. And that that last part is not really supported. It's a new thing, right? Only Cloudflare, I think, supports it. But clients are not are lacking behind. Anything with DNS just takes ages to implement. So that's a critical thing here. So they have a multi-CDN edge network. If you don't know what a CDN is, is there? It's a reverse proxy. CDN is just a reverse proxy. It you as a client connect to that reverse proxy, the CDN, and the CDN turns around and connects to the actual origin backend to fetch information, to fetch the actual data. The CDN can't serve you anything on its own. It has to fetch it from the backend. And the beauty of CDN is caches, is a huge caching layer. It's a close to uh, the clients. So if you're for, coming from India, you resolve the DNS, you're going to get an IP address closest to you. If you're from the US, California, you're going to get an IP address closest to you. And although this, you're connected to technically the same domain, magic, I know, right? So you can have multi-CDN and the CDN will take care of this stuff. And we've upgraded our client's network stack to support new protocol. This allows us to catch up with the tre industry trends. I hope this is not just a trend and you really know why you're moving, which they do. Most importantly, faster and more reliable networking improves pinners experience. Is that what he called it? Pinterest pinners? Ah, oh, really? Like Snapchat, are they called snappies? Right, is that TikTokers? YouTubers, I'm a YouTuber, I suppose. Context, network performance such as latency and throughput is critical to Pinner's experience. In 2021, a group of client networking enthusiasts at Pinterest started thinking about adopting HTTP3 or Quick for Pinterest from traffic CDN to client apps. That's it. They don't talk about their origin backend server. They didn't touch their backend. From what I, I read this book twice, they never mentioned their servers. They didn't touch them. They changed the CDN. They technically just enabled the CDN because they're, they're cautious. And, and I don't blame them for that. Right? They want to try this out with the CDN and their client. So they upgraded their client apps and they enabled this the http3 on the on the on the cdn on some of the cdns and they worked through the 2022 and achieved our goal blah 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 we're still working towards 2023 right? uh, how does http3 uh, so they they have bullet point of why http3 is good and i am if you don't if you're interested not interested in this part you can skip but i'm gonna take each point and, and elaborate on why right so the first point is no TCP head of line blocking problem in comparison to HTTP2. To, to explain what is head of line blocking, uh, we're going to understand what is HTTP2 does compared to HTTP1, right? HTTP1 is a simple protocol. So request response, you establish a connection and you send a request. And ignoring concurrency and pipelining 
you can only send one request on that connection and you can't send another request on that connection until you receive a response that connection is marked as busy right for reasons i don't want to go I talked about many times. Right? Pipelining through proxying is just, it, it's very hard to do. Right? So we said, okay, it's just connections, just uh, HTTP1 is just one connection, one request at a time, right? And that's why Chrome and other browsers open up to six per domain. And you can set up to six in HTTP11. That's why server side, server sent events with HTTP11 is really not a good idea if you open many tabs on the same domain because all of a sudden you, you, because the service in the domain is like one request and it's an infinite response that's what it looks like so so to the browser you your connection is in use so it needs to open another one another one up to six and then you're done right so the seventh will will be stalled you can't even send that seventh request you can't even browse anything you can't send any anything on to the same domain that is well HTTP 2 they solve this problem and says okay uh, let's 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 add some headers let's add some metadata to the to the to the HTTP protocol at the lower layer such that we know that oh this is request number one request number two request number three and so on so they added the idea of streams so you can create odd number streams in the client side, if I'm not mistaken. So one, uh, three, five, seven, and so on. And you can send requests concurrently. Beautiful. And if you send seven requests, right? You, you, the server, let's say the seventh request, the server is it's so quick. It's a request to get a text file that is tiny. I robot the text or whatever, or I, fav icon while the six requests are taking long time the server can immediately respond with the seventh request on stream number whatever 13 and eh? do the math yeah so it can respond immediately with that and and it can continue process so that's the idea of that's the that's the that's the state of the art in the mid 2010s like 2014 2015 that's like a big thing right like to, to HTTP2 Problem is with HTTP2, the TCP head of line, because HTTP2 is built on TCP, these seven requests that you send at the same time, they are sent as stream, one TCP stream. And what is the property of TCP? It's, it's ordered. So if you send request number one, then request number two, three, four, concurrently, they, they are kind of labeled with a segment sequence number, right? The sequence plus the length of the TCP data right so they are ordered so what happens if you receive you send all these things but the server receives only segments two to segment seven assume one segment per request 1500 bytes mtu right so segment one was dropped lost in one of the routers right and uh, the server specifically the kernel TCP IP code will never deliver the data to the receive buffer for the application to actually read it because it's not correct to the TCP. You have missing data. You have missing data, right? Segment number one is missing. So I can't deliver anything after that. 
That's called TCP head of line blocking. So that means we technically got request number two and three and four and five and six and seven, and the server can technically process them, but we can't do anything about them, unfortunately. And, and that's TCP head of line blocking. Quick solves that by ditching TCP altogether and building everything on top of EDB and having the idea of streams actually logically grouped and sequenced per stream so now you were sequencing on the streams not of the connection level right does that make sense so if you're sending requests you have you're only going to head head uh, head of line blocking at the stream level which is fine right like sure i'm going to send the same request on the same stream just don't do that open another stream and send your stuff concurrently but yeah that's the state of the art plus Quick, effectively HTTP3, uh, also combine the connection establishment and the encryption of TLS, which is another thing you had to do, right? Into one round trip. So instead of doing it three handshake, then TLS, whether 1.2, 1.3, you all do that on one step, right? So now connection migration across IP addresses, which is good for mobile use. So because UDP is connectionless, and Quick built the idea of having a logical connection. Technically, we are not we can enforce the idea of connection at the endpoint. The network doesn't really care if you if you have a connection or not because it's a UDP. There is no connection. So what we can do with tricks like that is you can technically change your IP address because the IP address is no longer an actual header. As what is it is it is a header, but it's not it's not really part of the protocol, right? It is, you can change the IP address, but you can tag every datagram that you send with the connection ID uniquely identifying this connection. So if you're moved from your Wi-Fi to 5G, you left home and all of a sudden your IP address changed, technically Quick can migrate your connection because you're still sending the same connection ID, right? But your IP address changed. So the server will look up and says, oh, of course, there's authentication and stuff like that to migrate the connection. But once you do that, it's like, oh, I trust you. You had the same connection ID, but you came from the different IP address. We're good. So we don't have to reestablish the connection. Pretty cool stuff. Able to change, tune, lost detection and conjunction control. Now, because like the conjunction control is a feature of TCP at the connection level, uh, Quick pushed it at the stream level. You can control the traffic for this. Okay, oh, this this stream is just, um, I don't know, this video or images, like, let's be a little bit laxed. It's okay if you have it dropped. Like, sure, one frame or another frame will not be as good. But sure, be a little bit relaxed. Well, this is an actual, I don't know, source code that's going to ever. So we need a, a better reliability. So, of course, uh, reduced connection time. So one round trip and instead of however many right with tcp plus tls it depends on the version of tls right and the ability to do also zero rtt like literally zero RTT, nothing right so you can uh you can send data with the first request not first of all first initiation of a connection right slow it's not it's challenging it's not really easy to do but you can right zero rtt data and you can you can you can literally just establish the, if you enable the pre-key uh pre-shared key and uh, session resumption you can actually do that so that's really powerful but even one rtt is awesome right 
more more efficient for large payload as we talked about it for images so this advantage they they like this stuff they want more of it let's do it strategy what's their strategy safety and metrics came first though pinterest is focused on executing with velocity it was critical that we took a thoughtful approach to adopting http3 first we upgraded the client network stacks and created an end to end a b test for each traffic type image video then we ran extensive experimentation before enabling http3 on both cdns and clients so only the clients and the cdns that the only thing that changed what are the what are the challenges in order to talk about the challenges let's read through this for the web app some browsers already have http3 or quick support all all browsers almost support http3 now i think right so now they would favor and they will know how to read this alt service as i talked about right and and move to that accordingly so they gotta be careful with that's like they can't they don't they can't just light up quick on the server and all of a sudden the browser start using quick and they have bugs in, the, in their code and they uh, the apps are break right so they, they have to control that and they're talking here about the os version and also android but here's the best part our CDN's vendors are different phases of http 3 some cdn version vendor supports some doesn't so and since all of them use the same almost the same domain right they they just flip with the domain here's the interesting thing you can connect to you can do a result resolution get an ip address connect and that have that domain that ip address belong to a cdn that supports http3 and so it will return i don't know whether an h2 frame or a response header or even if it's sophisticated through the dns i will tell you uh i support http3 connect to me turn around and connect to me through a quick connection because you gotta destroy your connection because it's a different protocol you can't just use tcp right so it turns around and does the quick connection to establish tp3 and here's the thing the dns time the ttl time to live is short so what happened if you now turn around and do another dns right and get another ip address another ip address because the the ttl has expired so now you're pointing to another cdn that happened to not support quick but guess what you're still using the same domain so what what is happening here is at the client side the client has cached the knowledge that this domain supports quick and http3 but then it pointed to a different ip that doesn't and all of a sudden the things break <laughs> and that is the most interesting thing i i've ever seen i never thought about this before apparently there is a discussion going on with this so how did they solve this they solve this by making the dns ttl very close to the alt service D ttl because the, even the alt service has a time like it trust this quick <laughs> i guess uh, connection or endpoint for this amount of time if you make it the same time they're gonna expire at the same time so the client will learn to ask again effectively right uh or do you support or not and that's basically the most interesting thing here uh, i think so they conducted a lot of tests a b testing to uh, do that they added a feature flag in the client side to enable that stuff current state what do they have right now 
They have, we have enabled HTTP3 on critical traffic types and upgraded leveraged mobile clients network stacks to utilize HTTP3. Traffic, HTTP3 is enabled on major, major Pinterest production domains on our multi-CDN edge network. Major, not all of them. Right? Web will get it for free. All right. If it's a web client, you'll get it for free because of a browser. iOS, you do an images API traffic will be served through Cronet plus HTTP3, 70%. iOS native stack, uh, is going to do AV player. And Android is going to do Expo, Expo player Cronet. Here's a showcase showing some numbers here. I didn't really understand these, uh, these diagrams. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go through them, but the interesting thing is really uh, right here. The network requests round trip latency before and after HTTP3. So the round trip latency here is measured from the client side from request sent to response received, right? Based on one week of network layer collected in Q3 with Apple networking HTTP2 and Q1 with Cronet when HTTP3 was enabled. So they in Q1 2023. So you can see that for those listening, we're looking at what is this number on the left hand side? What is 2000? What is okay? Around is, is it millisecond? That doesn't make any sense. 2000 millisecond that is that is really slow. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, they're, they're calculating the request itself, right? But still, damn slow. What five seconds? I have no idea what this metric is. I no, I five seconds is really slow, and going down to three seconds that doesn't make it even better. Unless like they gotta include something. It's like what is it? I'm loading an image. Am I loading a large, uh, whatever video? That makes sense if it's like a video. But yeah, yeah. So as you can see, guys, here. The future fork. Let's read the future and discuss a little this a little bit. We will continue to invest HTTP3 for sustained impact, including increasing HTTP3 coverage, explore other network stacks. So they're still exploring, playing with things, further improving our HTTP3 adoption rate, and experimenting with various congestion control algorithms. Because there, there is so much to to configure here, especially at the stream level with Quick. You can so you do so much things. I'm still learning so much about this stuff. Exploring zero RTT connection styles because they don't have that right now. Because zero RTT is like something. It's really first of all, it has it has danger to enable, and I talked about that in one of my blogs. Replay attacks are a real thing here. I mean, if we're playing an image, who cares, right? Just read read the whole image. But if you're replying an API call that is kind of changing something and that you send that so through zero rtt data that is dangerous right if it's especially if it's not item potent that's a different connection that's a different story i mean but yeah, zero rtt is an interesting thing especially just, just send the first request to get something in the same breath as you establish the connection so so to summarize they moved to htb3 only in their CDN and their client, they didn't mention anything about their root backend application at all. Are they going to, even in the future plan, they didn't talk about like, hey, we're not going to touch this. Seems like they're staying on HTTP2 on their backend. They're not touching that as, as far as I know. Uh, reasons, 
I think they're they're just playing it safe. To be honest, it's easier to move to the uh, the CDNs because as you cash stuff, your clients will just hit the CDN. So, what is the value of moving your backend application so that your CDN can talk in HTTP three with your backend application? What is the added value there? It's not like the CDN is gonna ch <laughs> change your IP address, right? It's not like it's gonna walk. Like it doesn't have legs walking through multiple places and it changes. So the connection migrations doesn't have any value, right? Uh, probably the network between the CDN and the backend application is probably high enough and strong enough that's that like drops are lower. I can't guarantee that, but could be, right? If that's the case, then HTTP2 is fine, right? Because like even when I say TCP head of line blocking, you gotta think about if 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 the network that's only happen when your network is weak and you experience frequent drops, which is like in a, in, a, in a flaky connection, you know, like a Wi-Fi or a 3G or 5G or moving from one tower to another tower, where like a signal will drop things, right? But in a in a in a high bandwidth, what are the chances that this gonna happen? Very low, right? So I'm I'm not sure about that a lot. Even HTTP two, even HTTP moving from HTTP two is is also something you can question. It's like, and that's what I like about these things. You gotta be pragmatic a little bit. So sorry, why why should I move? And they probably ask the same question: Why should I upgrade my backend origin if I don't have to? I'm not gonna do that. Should be as good enough, right? Okay. Plus, the CDN is gonna create one connection to the backend and probably stream everything on that connection. That's it for me today. Uh, I thought I'll share this news uh, with you guys. Pinterest move to HTTP three. See you in the next one. Goodbye.